Shall we be on our feet? Hallelujah, we are so blessed. Our souls are found rest. Oh Lord, we give you thanks. One more time, we give you thanks. Thank you, Lord, thanks, oh, we give you thanks, thanks for all you have done in our life. Hallelujah, we are so blessed, our souls are found rest. Oh Lord, we give you thanks, we give you glory, we give you all, somebody give him grace, we give you everything we are. Lifting our hearts and hands before you, we give you glory for all you of the Lord. We give you all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give everything we are. Lifting our hearts and hands. Before Father, we just want to thank you. Words fail us. Thoughts fail us. We can't begin to comprehend the extent of your love. When men say there is a casting down, you say, I'm just beginning. When men say it is impossible, you say in that very place that we make a way. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We see these children and see the infallibility of your word. Thank you, Lord. Our souls have found rest. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are still in our year of abundant grace. And that grace must answer in your life. A louder amen. amen. That grace must answer in your home. Amen. Must answer in your hand. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 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 And we started with twins, and then at some point, the girls began to come, and then now we are seeing boys. So maybe twins will come again, and there will be triplets, and then quadruplets, and then five and six, 
Because God can do anything. And God can do everything. God will do everything in your life. In the name of Jesus. God is faithful. Let's put our hands together for him. Please, you may be seated. Amen. And I encourage you to welcome your neighbor with a smile. Neighbor, welcome to God's presence again. You are in for the best of time this afternoon. Something great is going home with you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Today I've been looking at, very briefly, as time would permit us, on what leadership has captioned the Great Commission, Part 2. Last week, and since the beginning of April, we began to do a study on the coming of Christ, why he came the first time. We looked at his passion, like we were told last week, and we looked at the resurrection power. Amen. It doesn't matter what men are saying. Jesus has the final say. <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad the condition may be. I mean, Lazarus was already stinking. <laughs> and Jesus went there and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Believest thou this? If only we believe, you see the glory of God. And then Martha said, Yes, I know he will wake up the last day. Say, you don't understand. Okay, Jesus went to the grave that they may know that indeed I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came back to life. Whatever is dead or dying in your life is coming back to life in the name of Jesus. So we looked at the resurrection power at Easter, a great time. Amen. I have not recovered from that day. And then we went on to the love of God. And Jesus said to Simon Peter, Lovest thou me? Amen. So if you love me, prove it. It's not in word, it's in deed. Amen. Love is active. Love is not passive. Amen. And so, we looked at that and Pastor Lekan did a very great service to that subject. If you don't have the tape, go and get the tape. Amen. So that you can be blessed. And then last week we looked at the Great Commission Part 1, being on the go or having gone. That Jesus expects you and me to be on the go and keep going. And he must catch us going for him. So if you are not going, we are behaving irresponsibly. I say it with all confidence that if Jesus gives a command and we are not obedient, it is irresponsibility of faith. And irresponsibility of faith will get you grounded. Amen. So it's time to wake up and work hard. Grace is given to labor. How many remember that? You can remember that. So grace is given to labor. And what a joy is given abundantly. 
so that you and me can labor for the master abundantly. Amen. So we are expected to be on the go for him. Bringing many souls unto glory. Pulling them out of the fire. Amen. And I, I was sharing at the prayer meeting last Saturday, and I said, we had this family in Nigeria, and the call like this came, and then said, it is time to hunt for souls. You know the meaning of hunt? Hunting. That's when you carry gun. But I must get something. <laughs> Amen. It's time for us to hunt for souls. And then the family said, okay, Lord, since we have been praying for children and you didn't give us any, okay, give us souls. <laughs> give us what? Souls. So they stood up and they began to share the gospel as they knew how. Just as they knew how. Amen. The same month she became pregnant. And I'm going to start today's discussion or what leadership has asked us to share on from there. So what is it that drew the hand of God upon that woman or upon that family? Now, hear this. There was this lecturer. He had the same call. And then he went to class. Excuse me, students. Now, if you love yourself, on Sunday, be here now. We are going to church together. Amen? And so the ones that love themselves truly appeared. And then he organized a bus, and then everybody went to church. Amen? And then when they made altar call, quite a number of them gave their lives to Christ. Now, the promotion he has been looking for for years came cheaply. Amen? So, you don't know what you are missing when Jesus is making a call and you are folding your arms. You are actually missing out of destiny. So she got what she was praying for on the go for Jesus. So there are things you are praying for now that are actually not required to be prayed for. You only need to be going for him. Having gone. Be caught going. Amen. And then everything falls into place. John chapter 15, verse 16. The Great Commission, part 2, and we are looking at discipleship leading to church growth. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children. <laughs> Of whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Galatians chapter 4. I'm still going back to John chapter 15, but I'm trying to draw a point here. Galatians 4.19. My little children, of whom I travel in birth until Christ be formed in you. So there is a position that you and me must take. To command cheaply the things that we are looking for. And Jesus said, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6, 33. And the things that the Gentiles want to keep themselves for will become cheap additions. Now, how many can pay for a child? They have been looking for a child. I want to have a child. All I need to do is buy one. <laughs> Praise God. Without the money. Like in Nigeria, they used to say, even the people that have money now, they, they, they can't buy children. Because it's only God that gives it. And it's to whom God gives. And Jesus gives the answer to that bugging question of your life. Be on the go. And Paul said, I'm traveling for you until you come to the reality of the great commission. The reality of the great commission, having gone. Now imagine that sister and her husband not going for souls. Amen? Now they'll still be praying now. I'm very sure of that. Most probably still be praying for a child. Meanwhile, they should have been on the go. Keep going. God is seeing it. God, service is what God sees, not what man sees. You can be serving the whole of how you know it, if God doesn't see you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter or amount to nothing. Service is what God sees, not what man approves. Amen? I can stand here and laugh with you and pat your head. And If God is not seeing it, it's just play. We are just playing games. Amen? And Jesus said in John 15, verse 16. <laughs> Let's read that scripture. Most graphic Scripture there for us. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. So you are expected to be on the go, bringing fruit, and making sure that your fruit remain. <laughs> And then you will ask for whatsoever you will, and you shall have it. Now, so you wonder why that family got those kind of miracles having gone. Amen. But they were simply fulfilling scriptures. Amen. So being on the go, bearing fruits, and you are not permitted to be fruitless. You know why? He has chosen you and ordained you to be fruitful. Praise the Lord. You are not permitted to be barren because he has chosen you to be what? Fruitful. He has ordained you to be fruitful. I'd like you to place your hand upon your heart, upon your chest. I refuse to be fruitless in my journey. I refuse to be fruitless. I refuse to be fruitless. Somebody is making that declaration now. I refuse to be fruit fruitless. My journey on earth must be fruitful. My journey on earth must be fruitful. Jesus has ordained me. Jesus has ordained me. The bread of life fellowship must be fruitful. My ministry must be fruitful. I must be fruitful. 
my fruits must remain. Lakosha gadaga, rasha taga brota lamonda la brobosha. I must be fruitful in Jesus' mighty name. So we understand that at salvation we are called to a life of fruitfulness and to be on the go reproducing same. Amen. So you are born again and you are expected to draw many and ensure that they abide. Amen. Draw many. And that's why Paul kept praying, my little children. I can't stop praying until Christ be formed in you, because that is the answer to your destiny. That is the key to your life. I can't stop praying. <laughs> so there is forced an acceptance drawn from a conviction leading to duplication of sin in others. Now Jesus made one very startling remark in Matthew 23 verse 1 that there are multitudes and there are disciples. <laughs> there are religious fans who enjoy the beauty of this church. And occupy space, impacting nobody, affecting no life. Amen. Yesterday night, somebody called me from Nigeria. He was almost crying. A man, not a woman, no, a man. <laughs> Praise God. No, like I always say, when a woman is crying, it's normal. It's all the sisters. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> It's normal. If I see a sister crying now, it is well. But I know it's normal. But if I see a brother crying, ah, I know there's trouble. By the time I finished with him, he said, this is what I like to hear. I say, I am I'm lighter. Praise God. We are called to pull somebody out of the fire. Now you sit down there, affecting nobody. I was sharing with my wife this morning. Say, I still can't get it into me. How is it that it is me here? The man is calling. Amen? Now, it's close to two years I left Nigeria. So, he doesn't even know if I'm backsliding. He doesn't know. <laughs> Amen? But it's still me here. In this is my corner that he is calling. And all the people there in Nigeria. So, what happened? Impacting life. Affecting destinies. That's what we are called to do. Not occupy space in church and become one of the multitudes. Jesus recognizes you as one of the multitudes in impacting nobody, affecting no life. And he said, there are multitudes and there are disciples. So which one are you? Ask your neighbor, which one are you? <laughs> Did he answer you? <laughs> Praise God. Disciples are followers. Wholehearted. Committed. Followers. Now you see, 
in Second Kings, we saw this, the story of Elijah and Elijah. The kings that were in trouble, they had one clear example or description of Elijah. He said there is Elisha that poured water on the hands of Elijah. It was clear Elisha was following Elijah, uh, as they call it, doggedly, crazily, madly, stupidly, foolishly. <laughs> but he got double portion of the anointing. So the things that you are struggling with is at the altar of true discipleship. Amen. Are you with me today? Is somebody blessed there already? That's where it is. Sitting down in church, impacting no life, affecting nobody, is a crime against your salvation. May God deliver you from me today. And then we saw in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Timothy. And they were going through cities, impacting life and destinies. And God was adding to the church daily. Amen? <laughs> and then we saw Jesus and his disciples going from coast to coast, from city to city. And God said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good. Amen? And healing all that were oppressed. Who are you? Who are you? Are you so concerned about this man that is going to hell around you? Amen. Oh, you are just looking at him. That is their problem. Thank God I am saved. I am born again. I am going to heaven. So anybody that person can die. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Praise God. There are things you may never hit in this life until you hit going for Jesus. Until you hit the value of your salvation, which is true discipleship, which is doing it the way Jesus did it. Wholeheartedly, committedly. He said, feed my lamb. If you truly love me, if you are a true disciple, feed my lamb. Feed my sheep. Amen. May God give you understanding in the name of Jesus. So what then, or who then is a disciple? So we understand this disciple to mean someone or the believer or who accepts and helps to spread the teachings and the ways of life. And that's why every time I share, you see me talking about responsibility. I am fast becoming an apostle of responsibility now. Amen. Because there is so much irresponsibility in church. Everybody is looking for who to do it for them. As if we are herbalists. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now when you go to herbalists and say, uh, excuse me, this is the problem. And then the man says, okay, uh, consult something. I don't know what disease that they consult. Maybe all manner of consultations. And they say, just bring this one, bring this one, bring this one. We will do the remaining for you. Amen. Christianity is not herbalist. Jesus is not a herbalist. We call it Babalawe in Nigeria. <laughs> May God give you understanding. Amen. He's not a herbalist. He's a, 
They are not doing this. You must be responsible for your life. You see, Christianity is about responsibility. Praise the Lord. So he has accepted Jesus and he has decided to follow whatever he says and is prepared to duplicate him in the life of others. That's a disciple. Now, so you find yourself in that now. Who are you impacting? Find yourself in this definition now. So you see, and I will see how far away we are from the commission. Praise the Lord. So what should this disciple be? Number one, an adherent learner. <laughs> Giving to learning. Always looking for instruction. Like I always share with the core group, the men. Every time I'm reading the Bible, I'm looking for what must I do now. Every time I sit down with scriptures, the only thing I'm looking for is what must I do now to be a better Christian? To look more like Jesus. What must I do now? Where must I go now? How must I pray now? What must I say now? What is it about now in you, Jesus, that makes me better? That makes me impact life and destiny? Look at Apollos in Acts chapter 18, 24 to 28. A certain Jew named Apollos. And then this man was instructed, verse 25, in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Now, verse, the next verse 26. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when another set of disciples, now, now listen to me now, Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them, and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Who are you impacting? You are not even, look, you are not even looking for somebody to save. Lest you now go further to make him more perfect. Now, you see how far we are now from this thing? It's not just occupying space in church. Oh. The church growth we are looking for. Achaia, because they have shown him a more perfect way. Look at what happened. <laughs> the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to who, when he was come, helped them much, which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. <laughs> So, you saw the man, he first was brought into the true light. He knew only the baptism of John, but after that, they said, come. He went, and he began to learn, and then he was able to go into another city, and began to show publicly, through scriptures, that Jesus is the Christ, and thereby making many more disciples. Because everyone that says, so, is that the truth? Okay, we didn't know it like that. 
So the other one we tell the next one, oh, is that the truth? We didn't see it like that. Oh, is that the way? We didn't see it like that. And then before you know it, everybody is gathering. And then our second service is beginning. And then the third service. And then the fourth service. And then we are taking over our man. In the name of Jesus. That's where it is. And you must get it. Number two, a true disciple is a keen observer. <laughs> keen observer of the ways of Christ. John chapter 5, verse 17. I saw this scripture during discipleship training. It blew my mind forever. It blew me a, as if I have never seen it before. Jesus said, my father walketh. He's at home. I must walk. Then, Pastor Leslie brought this one. Every time I see Pastor Leslie, it is this scripture I'm remembering. Look at the impact. I'm pastor. What is that? There's no pastor in heaven. <laughs> it's who you are impacting. It's what you are doing. It's the effect you are generating in the kingdom. Are you with me? And then he brought this scripture. I heard my head like this. What? And Jesus said, this soul cannot do anything of himself. It is what he sees. <laughs> Are you with me? What he sees. I thought, eh? the father doing. And then he joins him to do it. Ah. I open my mouth. Eh. So, Lord, where are you now? Where are you now? I ran quickly to all the things I wasn't doing. So, where are you in this thing? Show me, Lord. I don't want to die before my time. Where are you now? Where are you now? What do you want now? Amen. That's how to follow Jesus, people. And that's where our heart needs to be to catch this thing. <laughs> then answer Jesus. Verse 19, John chapter 5, verse 19. And said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, this also doeth the Son likewise. Matthew chapter 28. <laughs> 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me, now having gone, like we were told last week, teach all nations, baptizing them, and then the last verse, verse 20 says, teaching them to observe. So, a true disciple, we observe. <laughs> How is it that they are doing it? And getting this kind of result. Oh, it's like that. And then you go and carry your Bible. Okay, it's like that. You are running. You are running. Who is angry with it, notwithstanding? You are running. And then you begin to see results. That's the meaning of, I have ordained you to bear fruits. And that your fruits must remain. Amen. Number three, true disciples are addicted practitioners. <laughs> addicted practitioners. Now, I wrote here, following is more than physical contact. It requires a bonding. It requires 
soul tie followership. Peter said to Jesus, where shall we go? You have the words that lead to life. Where shall we go? We have never seen it like this before. This one you are saying, we are holding on to it. And we are holding on to it and we are running with it till forever. Amen. Are you blessed today? Are you blessed today? John chapter 6 verse 65. And he said, therefore, said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples, if they were ever disciples, <laughs> began to turn back. But look at Peter, verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of eternal life. And we believe and assure that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's what we are carrying all over the world. And that's why when Jesus said to them, tarry ye in the upper room until you be endued with power, they knew uh, we are going to tarry because everything he says, he does. Everything Jesus says. You know, Jesus is not a joker. He says everything he means, and he means only the things he says. So every time he speaks, he means it. So go there. Go and stay there. I will send the promise of my father. You need it to continue in this race. Hallelujah. And they went there. It is my prayer that you will be on the go from today. In the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father, listen to this, and mother. We are talking about true disciples are practitioners. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you with me today? And mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters and so on, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross, Whosoever thinks that irresponsibility is part of the game. <laughs> Praise God. And come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower, seated not down first and counted the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it. Verse 33. This is the one I like the most. So likewise, whosoever it be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. You are running after the cares of the world and not after Christ. It will soon crash. Praise the Lord. If it ever takes off from the ground, it will soon crash. Amen? And that's why we say, come and pray on Thursday. Say, no, 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 I am busy. God understands. God, God understand. Then when there is trouble, pastor, pray now. <laughs> pastor will also tell you, God understand, that I can't pray nothing. Pray what? God also understand. <laughs> God understand that when you are supposed to do what you should do, you are not doing it. God also understand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, very mixed feeling, I, I share this and then we begin to round up. There was this usher in our church in Nigeria who was helping himself to the offering, every service. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He was practically feeding on the offering. 
every Sunday service. You know, the way our usher used to come, put your money, put your money, you know, put your money there. And then the guy will be calculating, okay, how much did that man drop? Okay, I, I need to hunt after that bag, that bag. <laughs> Praise God. And then, he was doing it, and the word hit him. And then he began to confess, and was stricken with tuberculosis. Now, he went to confess to the pastor, Amen. And the pastor prayed for him and said, okay, you are, your sins are forgiven. He still died with that sickness. He died there. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, when thy judgments are on the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. May you not learn righteousness by force. <laughs> I didn't hear amen this time. <laughs> it must mean that I'm doing something right. I'm doing something right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, Paul said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 9, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard of me and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So, discipleship is all about practice of Scripture. What has God said? What has Jesus said? That's what we are going for. Amen? I wouldn't come to a man on my own. I would never come. No matter how beautiful the package is, you won't see me. For what? <laughs> I am too conscious of Christ to play games with my life. Amen? Now, I understood that more when I wrote, read John chapter 5, verse 19 in that Mind of Christ class. Amen? With all my knowledge of Scripture, I understood it better when I saw that Scripture. He said, I will never come. Come for what? No matter how, I got bigger packages than this one. So, it's, it's, not, it's not new. It's not that it's fantastic. So, this one, so we rush. No. But God said, go there. And when I left Nigeria, I went back home a few months after. And one of the pastors came and said, Pastor, it's only you that could have made that move. And you just left to that place like that. Eh? You didn't even say, go first and keep your family. I said, I can't go first. Go first for what? I may not meet them if I go back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, God said, move now. And you know, the same way he told this life, you shall not leave anything behind, though. Everybody shall be moving the same time. Amen? Everybody, the same time. Ah, so I packed them. Let's go. In case my wife had said no, I would have looked for a way to beg her. I see. Life is still good. Let's go together. <laughs> But immediately I said this, he said, okay, let's go. That's where God is saying, we are going there. And we have not regretted it till tomorrow. Amen? Why am I not regretting it? Because I see your lovely faces. Every time I smile, you smile at me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, true discipleship is in what is God saying, what is God doing. That's what we are saying, that's what we are doing. And that's where the answer is. May you get it in Jesus' name. May you hit it in Jesus' name. So, it is in word, it is in thought, it is in deed. Why must we follow as we begin to close? Number one, why must I be a disciple? Now, if this is what it takes, why must I be a disciple? Number one, <laughs> it is a command, Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. 
Number two, it energizes me for the challenges of life. Because the challenges of life have no timetable. Imagine somebody telling you, you can never have a child. And today, you are carrying three, like Brother Sudi. And if he's not careful, he may still carry another three. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the way I'm seeing this sister, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Now you see, that's it. For the challenges of life have no timetable. So if you are not a true follower, if you don't understand this thing, <laughs> you soon be swallowed up with the heat. You will never be swallowed up in the name of Jesus. Life's challenges have no timetable. If you don't settle down in this truth, may you not be caught up in the name of Jesus. Number three, to escape destruction. We are commanded to true discipleship because it helps us escape destruction. Lot left Abraham and entered destruction. You will not enter in the name of Jesus. Number four, to enjoy duplication of spirit. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Look at that. Very beautiful scripture and then we pray. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, the spirit of Jesus entered them. <laughs> the, one of our brothers called me one day here. Oh, no, it was, I don't know who that brother is. He said he was listening to one man of God on tape on the, in, from Nigeria. He said the brother was talking like me. I laughed. <laughs> it's as if this is the way all Nigerians are speaking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. One brother entered my car one day. I was playing one tape. And then he said, Pastor, is that you? I said, no, it's one of our pastors in Nigeria. Yeah, he's speaking like you. Ah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. So they were speaking like Jesus with boldness and with authority. So, they had not seen that before. You know, the Bible has said, ah, where has this man come from? His authority is unparalleled. So Jesus had so much authority. And then when they got to Acts chapter 4 verse 13, and the people saw it, they said, these people must have been with Jesus. May that order of manifestation go home with you today. In the name of Jesus. The boldness of Christ. The authority of Jesus that dares the impossible and comes home with testimony. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Please, let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet and take grace. Lord, I take grace to be a true disciple. 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 In the name of Jesus. I take grace to be a true disciple. I take grace to be a true disciple. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name. I'd like you to pray that prayer that Paul prayed in Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. My little children, of whom I travail in birth.
until Christ be formed in you. And he said in First John chapter 5, I think it's 7 to 8, there be three that be a record. Amen. <laughs> the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, the Word, the Water, and the Spirit. Jesus, by your Word, by your Blood, and by your Spirit, reproduce yourself in me, in fullness. Somebody want to pray that prayer? Jesus, by your Word, by your Blood, by your Spirit, I want to be a true disciple. I want to be a true disciple. I want to be a true disciple. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, finally, I leave you with this. Acts chapter 16, verse 4 to 5. And I shared that earlier. Paul and Timothy entered that city. And as they began to share the world, began to go into true discipleship, God was increasing the church daily. Increasing the church. Acts chapter 2, 46 to 47. They began to do everything in one accord. And were praying. And praising God. And God began to add to the church. The growth we look for. Is in our having God. And not just going. Everyone we bring. We make every effort to see them established. In the Lord. And then watch it. The church begins to grow. Lord, I receive grace to play my part. Is somebody praying that prayer? Lord, I receive grace to play my part. I receive grace to play my part. I receive grace to play my part. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Even as we remain standing in an attitude of prayer, let's answer a question that God is putting across today. God is asking this question. Are you my disciple? Are you truly my disciple? Or are you just part of the multitude? Each of us needs to answer that. I can answer for myself. I cannot answer for you. And God is asking us that question. Are you a disciple? Are you my disciple? And if you say yes, the question that follows is, who have you discipled recently? Who have you impacted yesterday? Who have you impacted the last week? Are you an influencer or do you just occupy space? God says, I want every one of you to be my disciples. I don't want the multitude, I want the disciples. And God says, as I want you to be a disciple, I give you responsibility. I give you responsibility. Do you know what your responsibility is? He says it's there in the word. Just read his word. Obey his commands. Go, preach, teach, make disciples. That's what he has told us. And God is reminding us again today. There will come a time 
when it will be too late for you and me. But God is also telling us something. Are you afraid? Because in Acts chapter 18, verse 9 and verse 10, this is what the Lord spoke to Paul in, a, in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak. And do not keep silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you or hurt you. For I have many people in the city. God is with us. We just need to go. Walk the talk. You and I need to go. God is with us. Believe that as we go forward. Just thank the Lord right now. Thank the Lord that He's, he's re-energized you. He's re-energized you and me. He has given us that authority and has told us, reminded us again. It is with you. Just go in my power. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to praise you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord Father, that you have reminded us, Lord Father, that we are not like orphans, Lord Father. We go in your authority. We go in your power. You are there with us at all times. And you have the people. Nobody can hurt us when we speak your name, Lord Father. Father, we give glory to you, Lord. Father, we thank you for the pastor you have used this day, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to use him in this place. Greater anointing upon him, Lord Father, even as he brings your words to us in days to come. We pray, Lord, that your blessing will be on him and his family, Lord Father. We commit him into your hands, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We commit each and every one of us into your hands, Lord. And we pray, Lord, even as we have heard your word, we go out. We go out energized, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that these words will not disappear from our minds as we step out of this hall, Lord Father. But you will keep us in a way that you want us to move, Lord Father. We commit ourselves into your hands. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's go energized in the authority that the Lord gives us.